you want to read from the Bible. And from John 20, verses 19 to 31. Read along with me. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being unlocked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. They are forgiven them. If they withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Um, to start us off, I'm just going to give a quick recap on what we learned last week. Um, last week we looked at Jesus' resurrection. We learned that without the resurrection, we have no purpose, because through the resurrection, we gain life. We looked at two facts that support the resurrection. One, the tomb was empty. But how do we know this? Well, back then, we know that the voice of a woman was not listened to. In the resurrection story, Jesus' tomb is found by a woman. From this, we understand that if the disciples really wanted to make people believe that the tomb was empty, they would have made it so that it was discovered by a man. Um, the second fact we looked at was that the disciples had real experiences with someone who they believed was Jesus. We um, looked at some reasons for why they might not have actually seen him, but in the end, all we came up with was that Jesus was resurrected. Uh, so now I'm going to hand it over to Jasmine, and she's going to start looking into what we're studying today. But before I do, I'd um, just like to pray. So please bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have today to look at your word. I pray that you would bring everyone here tonight concentration, and that we would all learn something new from what is being said. In your son's name, amen. Hi, guys. So today are we going to be unpacking some of John 20? We'll be looking at the idea that Jesus is appearing to his disciples and exploring the idea that Jesus' followers believe that he's alive and risen from the dead. So, we'll be exploring what it looks like 
to have faith and to believe, and also what it doesn't look like. First, let's take a look at the passage and break it down. The passage is broken up into three parts, but for now we'll be mainly focusing on the first two parts. The first part is Jesus appearing to his disciples, which is verses 19 to 23. The passage starts off with the disciples being locked in a house because they are scared of the Jews. Then Jesus appeared to them and said, Peace be with you. The disciples were afraid, and Jesus showed them the holes in his hand and the sides, and when they realized, they were overjoyed. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. When he had said this, he breathed on them, and the disciples said to the disciples, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they have forgiven them. If you will hold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Jesus had appeared to the disciples the night of the day that Jesus rose from the dead. The disciples did not believe that it was Jesus, though, until he showed them the proof that he had been hung on the cross and had risen. He showed, did this by showing them the holes that the nails and spear had left in his body. Verse 21 said that Jesus is sending out his disciples to continue to preach the gospel and salvation. This included teaching about forgiveness through Jesus. In verse 22, when it says he breathed on the disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, it is saying that Jesus was leaving the Holy Spirit to help them and was leaving the earth shortly after. The second part of this passage is verse 24 to 29, and it is about Jesus appearing to Thomas, who was one of Jesus' disciples that was not with the others when Jesus appeared to them, for reasons that are not specified in the Bible. The disciples went to Jesus, to Thomas, and told him that they had seen Jesus, but Thomas did not believe them. Thomas said, Unless I see the hands and the mark of the nails, and place my fingers into the mark of the nails and place my hands into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, all the disciples, including Thomas this time, were inside, and the doors were locked. Jesus stood among them. Jesus said again, Peace be with you. Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to Thomas, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So what doesn't it look like to have faith? First, we need to look at what faith or belief is. The definition of faith is complete trust in something or someone. In this case, that someone is Jesus. In Hebrew 11.1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and is sure about what we do not see. John Piper, who is a famous Christian leader, gives us a good analogy of what believing is. He says, If I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the same way that I believe Vladimir Putin is the leader of Russia, have I fulfilled the conditions to be saved? Or is it more to believe than that? So from this, we can gather that just because we know him doesn't necessarily mean that we trust in him. In the Bible, on many different occasions, Satan acknowledges Jesus. A popular encounter with demons in the Bible is Matthew 8, 28-34, if you would like to look that up later. 
This is the story of Jesus casting out the demons into the pigs. And the demons acknowledged Jesus and said to him, What do you want with us, Son of God? They believed Jesus was powerful, but they didn't trust him, which means they didn't have faith. A bad example of faith in this passage is Thomas. Thomas had seen all that Jesus could do, even raise people from the dead and heal people just when they touched his clothing. But when the disciples told him that Jesus had risen from the dead, he dismissed them and told them they must be crazy and he wouldn't believe them without seeing Jesus for himself. Thomas didn't believe in the resurrection until he saw Jesus, but the important thing is that he repented. He said to Jesus, my Lord and my God. He acknowledged Jesus and said, well, he acknowledged Jesus and had faith in him. Alright, so now I'm going to hand it over to Lauren and she's going to finish up. Nice. Right. Okay, thanks Justin. Um, now I'm going to be looking a bit at what the disciples did with their belief um, and what we can do with our belief. Um, so what did believing in the resurrection mean for the disciples? Well, in the passage we're looking at tonight, we read in verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Now at this time, the disciples were only slightly aware of Jesus' resurrection. They knew he wasn't in his tomb, and they'd been told by Mary, the woman who discovered the empty tomb, that Jesus had risen. But the disciples, they still had quite mixed feelings about it. Uh, in verse 19, we see the disciples are terrified about having the same punishment as Jesus did. So understandably, they've locked themselves in a house. However, even though the doors were locked, Jesus comes in and greets them. The disciples see Jesus, and so they believe. This belief in his resurrection for them brings peace. Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance. Peace is something that everybody wants. Psalm 34 verse 14 says, Seek peace and pursue it. The disciples pursued Jesus and found peace. So for the disciples, one of the benefits of believing in Jesus' resurrection was peace. After Jesus greets the disciples, he gives them a message. Uh, we see this in the second half of verse 21. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. So what does this mean? Well, it means that Jesus is sending the disciples out to bring people to him. He is giving the disciples a mission, just like God did for him. So here we see that for the disciples, belief in Jesus' resurrection meant that they got the privilege of continuing what he started. Um, now I'm just going to quickly zoom into verse 29, um, where it says, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. One thing to note about the disciples' belief in the resurrection is that they only believed after seeing Jesus in person and in the flesh. So what does that mean for us? Um, we've never seen Jesus. So how are we supposed to believe? Um, well, if we take a look at the second half of that verse, we get a glimpse of why we should. Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So I'll give you guys a quick guess at who that might be. Um, us. Um, when Jesus left, the disciples continued to spread his word throughout the world. Their preachings are what has led people to believe even now. Um, so what about us? Uh, do you guys believe in Jesus' resurrection? Or do you sometimes believe that Jesus isn't alive? Do you maybe doubt his resurrection? Well, I can tell you now that we can be confident that Jesus is alive and resurrected. Isaac last week gave us the evidence for it. 
Um, but what does Jesus' resurrection mean for us? Well, through Jesus' resurrection, we have, can have eternal life with him if we believe and have faith. Um, now, I know some of you might doubt this. We all have doubts. I have doubts. Yesterday, I spent my whole morning doubting. I had a driving test, and I really doubted that I would pass, but here I am. Um, yes, I passed. Um, um, I encourage you all, if you have doubts, to bring them to Jesus. Um, I certainly did. Uh, when we have doubts, we should use them to come closer to Jesus, not to move further away from him. Um, but how do we do this? How do we bring our doubts to God? I encourage all of you to pray or to talk to people. It could be your youth leader or your family. But be honest about yourself and about what you doubt. Don't be fake. Don't cover it up or try to be confident, thinking that you know how to deal with it. Um, ask questions and talk to each other. Research answers for yourself. As it says in Romans 4.20, when it was referring to Abraham and his doubt of God's promises to him, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. In other words, Abraham stood firm in his knowledge that God would fulfill his promises, and because of this, God strengthened his faith, and Abraham glorified God because of it. Um, now, I talked a little bit earlier about peace. I told you that through pursuing Jesus, the disciples found peace. So what can this do for us? Well, we can use them as an example to follow. By following Jesus, we can gain peace, and peace through Jesus helps us to remember him and what he has done for us and what we gain through what he has done for us. Um, as I finish up, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about verses 30 to 31 in John 20. It says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. In other words, these stories we've learned today, along with the whole book of John, and also the entire Bible, were chosen so that we would get the most out of it. They were chosen so that we would believe in Jesus and what he has done and what he does for us. So if you guys haven't really been paying attention, I'd really love you to listen to this. If you doubt, bring it to God. Pursue Jesus, for it's through him that you'll find peace. Don't disbelieve Jesus, but believe, because through him and him only, we have life. Um, total life. Uh, so that's it. Thank you all for being such great listeners. Um, I hope you all take something home from this talk tonight. Uh, to wrap it up, I'm just going to pray, so please bow your me. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for everything you do for us. We thank you for sending your son to die in our place. We thank you that through his death, we are in life with you forever. Thank you for letting us come to you with our doubt and providing us with peace. Thank you for giving us the Bible as a way to learn about your love for us. I pray as we leave tonight that you would continue to work in us and strengthen us day by day in your love. In your son's name, amen.